It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, and the captivating memoir, Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I am your show host, Randy Fine. Have you ever thought about how wonderful it would be to directly tap into a source of inner guidance that is accurate and dependable? To quote today's special guest, holistic healer Joan Spencer, from her book, Your Personal Guidance System, Unlock the Door to the Universe and Experience the Magic, challenging situations are oftentimes when we may doubt that we are supported by our guidance. We may wonder if there really is any support or what the purpose of life is. In today's show, we will be exploring some of the ways you can receive messages and discover the many forms of messengers. Some of your messages may be obvious, while others may be more subtle. But every message you receive will be for your benefit. And once you become acquainted with your guidance system, you will learn how to design your dreams, and enjoy the process of making them come true, and much more. Through her book, Joan seeks to help readers tap into their own guidance systems and encourages them to perceive difficulties as lessons, embrace uncomfortable changes, and navigate the storms to find their destiny. Joan Spencer has a varied life from a CPA president of a multi-million dollar school to practicing Chinese medicine. As she has learned to follow her heart, she discovered that there is always guidance, opening the right doors and closing others behind her. Discovering that the closed doors were only messages, she started to explore the guidance system that we are all dealt with. Morning, Joan, and welcome to A Fine Time for Healing. Well, good morning, Randy. Thank you for that wonderful entrance into this book and for me. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. And, you know, your the premise of this book is something that I completely believe in. And one of the reasons that it's so important to me and my listeners is that um, many of them have been through abuse, the abuse and coercion of a personality disordered individual, which means that their mind has been controlled. And so they've been taught not to trust their feeling and their own guidance system, but to trust what's been programmed into them. So this is a really important aspect of the work that I do with other people. So this is why I'm super, super interested to hear what you have to say. Um, Okay, so when you say that we have our own personal guidance system and it's built right in us, what do you mean by that? What it is is that every person that is here 
It doesn't matter what religion, who you are, whatever. We actually have help. We come with that from the day that we're born until the time that we leave, that we have help that is always there and is assisting you through your life. And what I'm trying to work with here is to let people know that you have this and to build that relationship with it. It's always, and it's always there for your highest good, trying to let you know that which direction to go, which avenue to take. It is there assisting every single person. It's not, it's not just a special few that have it. It's everyone. And that is just so important that everyone looks at and to know that they are unique who they are and so is their guidance. That is so important for us to know. Um, You say that I believe that learning to trust our personal guidance system is just as important as learning to trust our car's navigation system. So would you say it is about as accurate? You know, I think it's as accurate and probably even more at times because it has even a broader scope than our navigational system. But I would say that at least is as as much as the navigation system. Um, People put a lot of trust in that, and they go whichever way, ever direction that it tells it. And my experience has been with some navigation systems that it takes me in a very different route and I've often ignored it because I, I actually did know better than that computer. But with our, um, our own personal guidance system, it works even better. It, ha- it is flawless in when it's giving you messages. And you say um, <clears throat> that it's hard for us to recognize or acknowledge it because we're generally taught to base our actions and decisions on logic analysis and comparisons. I I really agree with that. I really do agree with that. Um, And it's a pattern that we're in. We don't realize there's an an alternative, right? Right, yes. Most people don't. We want to check. We want to fact check things, make sure that we're we're doing the right thing. We have lists of how to do things specifically. And so we tend to think that that's the best way to do it. In our Western world, we definitely rely on logic to get us from A to Z, where really there isn't a straight path. It goes in many different directions. And so learning to trust your personal guidance system is so so much more important because it's going to give you twists and turns. It's really never a straight road. And so once you connect with it and have that relationship and trust it, you can move move forward in a much easier manner. Mm -hmm. Where is this guidance system coming from? Some people will call it angels. Some people will call it your guides. I call it the universe, so it's pretty non-subjective. It's wherever that you feel that it's actually your feelings, but it's something that you do have, and where it comes from is hard to define, but it depends on what you want to call it. And to me, it's the universe. There's something very magical about this guidance system that we have, 
and it's there, and it's just learning to trust that it is there for you. And why do you think that as human beings we have um, just ignored this natural aspect of who we are and, and what we're able to do? Um, I believe that a lot of it has been taught, and it's also been a way of controlling people. So if you disconnect someone from their guidance system, then they learn to obey what you have, what you set forth. And so it's become a way to manage people, get them going in a direction, and many times to elevate a person's um, ego. So they, so it's more of elevating so that you can control the masses rather than learning to work in harmony with people. They relied on putting the concepts into people's heads because then you could, if somebody is told that all these things are true, they learn not to trust themselves. And it's much easier to get somebody to go along with you if they don't trust themselves and you place yourself as an authority. I so agree with you. That is absolutely right. You know, and I, I, when I think back to my children and who they were before they started school and some of the gifts that they had, some of the things that they were able to do that went away once they started school, that's a perfect example of, you know, um, getting rid of the natural ability I believe children have and learning a completely different way. Um, you say that um, the, the walls we run into often feel like blocks that prevent us from moving forward. And this is something that I've really thought about and discussed as well because I believe that whenever we hit a wall, or I call them hurdles, um, mm-hmm. that's a sign that we're supposed to look inside. That's a sign that this is something we're supposed to, to um work through. So why do you think that um, they prevent us from moving forward? And what do you think walls are about? I think walls are, just as you said, about looking inside. They are opportunities to learn, to grow, and to experience some different things. And sometimes those walls that are placed there are there to help benefit you later. And then I believe it's also a lot of times a redirection for you. You're going down a path and you're just on that path and nothing's getting in your way. You're plodding along and you try to push things out of your way that do get there. But they are messages to say, step back and, and look around, see what's going on. And in fact, as I would tell many of my clients, that you're beating your head up against a wall. If you change your perception, if you look in a different direction, just change the direction you look in, you'll find the door. And then you can continue your path. You, can continue, you do have free will to continue beating your head on that wall, but step back, look within, change your perception, and you will find that door that opens for you. That's great advice. Yeah, it's that's that's so important for everyone to realize that 
the the challenges that you have in life are not meant to stop you. They're meant to help you look inside and change what you're doing or grow in a certain way. And, and by going in a different direction, you're going to grow. So we shouldn't look at them as curses but opportunities, right? Oh, yes. They are opportunities, absolutely. Any time that something is challenging, it is an opportunity. And once you change your perspective, you will see where those opportunities are. They may be frustrating, but then as you work with it, you learn and you recognize that feeling, oh, this is frustrating, then you can quickly catch yourself and go, oh, this this is an opportunity. What is it that is creating this situation for me? And what am I to learn from it? You give uh, a list of two, four, six, eight, like eight things that um, ways that our personal guidance system might choose to communicate with us. So what are some of those ways that we may, you know, it's not always just coming from inside of us, but we, we experience things that give us messages too, right? Oh, yes. There are so many different ways that you're given messages. And again, they're going to be unique to you. Um, For myself, one of the ways that I get a lot of messages is through different animals. They will appear at different times for me. Um, Just this week, just the other night, I went outside about dusk, and there was a great horned owl that absolutely just made itself known and flew up onto a wire right in front of me. And it's something that I've been working on personally is to make sure that I have wisdom that I'm sharing with the world. And that great horned owl represented that to me. But for someone else, they may see that owl and it has no meaning. But for myself, I really connect with the animals, so I will see those. For someone else that is not connected in with nature, you may actually receive a message just even through the Internet as they're scrolling through it and something catches their eye. Or an art if they have a newspaper or something. They're reading it and something just draws them over to a specific article which gives them information that they need for their life or someone that they're connected to. Yeah, we also have six senses that um, a lot of people just think the psychics have, but we all have it. It's just a matter of what level, whether you have your third eye that can see, you can be clairaudient, clairvoyant. Those are our gifts, too, that we need to recognize that are ours and to see that. Some people are going to be having those as their primary messages. But we receive them by articles, people that come in, dreams. Dreams are another way that people see it. Um, Our feelings, we actually get feelings coming in. Those are very, very important. Some people might relate that to the six senses. But they're, they're that sense of knowing. And so there's just so many different ways that they do come in. 
And one of the things on the list is, you say, coming across a relevant book or article. And I relate to this so well, because when I was at the lowest point in my life, and this was before the Internet, <laughs> I'm giving away my age, but um, I would go to the library and stand in front of either self-help or um, spiritual or whatever it was that I was kind of interested in that day and wait for a book to jump out at me. And one day a book jumped out at me that totally changed my perspective and changed my life. And out of all these books on the shelf, that's the one I was drawn to, and it turned out to be perfect. So, yeah, it's a matter of, um, you say, observe, use all your senses, experiment with your personal guidance system, and then expect to receive answers. When we expect to receive answers, do they come as quick as we sometimes want them to? They don't always come as quickly, especially in today's world. We're in a very instantaneous world. You turn on the TV, you automatically have a picture, you have messages, the Internet. So sometimes those message, the messages that you will receive may take some time, but it may come in pieces that you'll get a little bit of information here and then a little bit later you're going to get more. And it's a matter of looking at your messages in total. And if you journal on a regular basis as you're looking at what's happened throughout your day and you just record them, you may not even recognize that it was a message that day, but say a week later as you look back, you go, oh my gosh, this is what the answer is because I've been given it in several pieces. So we don't always receive it just as instantaneously as we want. Um, I know myself, I like the magic genie, but I know it's not there. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be so nice? Yeah. You know, it's a matter of opening yourself up to the signs that come before you and within you and just following them, just not you know, pushing aside these feelings and, and things that happen to you, but to watch them and, and see how they sort of create a path towards um, the end message or, or the message that that you've asked for. You say messages happen in two primary categories, fun and challenges, and I never thought about this. So what are the differences between the fun messages and the challenging messages? Well, the fun ones are the ones that um, you ask for something and it appears. And you're just having joy as you're going along, like you're going on and you have a vision of what you want. And a person that comes in that's there and helping you and you get real excited, oh my gosh, I'm so excited I have this help. And that's the message that also that you're going on the right path or you you know, have an event that happens that takes you down a certain way and you you just get so excited about life. And then there's the challenges that we were talking about, those walls, the frustrations. And those are the ones, though, that we a lot of times derive the best, most benefit from it because we're growing from that. So you're going to receive messages that, yeah, you're going down the right path, but you really need to take time out to learn about a specific area in your life. Why, why do you get so angry? And that may be something 
that you need to explore and understand maybe what the anger is all about before you can really bring forth the vision that you're you're wanting to have. Okay. Um, That's a great answer. Um, You talk about, in Chapter 7, you talk about feelings, emotions, logic, and intuition. And there's a difference between these, but we may not understand that. So let's start with feelings. Um, How would we read our feelings? What are some of the things that we would look at in our feelings? Okay. Feelings are things that you have just in your body. Some people may have something that they feel there's what's said as the gut feeling, that you have this gut feeling about things, be positive or negative, that whether something is right or whether you should even have fear, there's there's those feelings or there's a reson or there's the other side where you have resonance where you just know but there's the feeling within your body, nothing that you can place your finger on. But there's this general feeling. And some people may actually though have it within a physical body or you may identify it in that way. For myself, my feelings are usually I feel it more in my heart. Like, yeah. And in my body, I can actually feel that, yeah, this this feels good, or it doesn't. And so those are just the feelings. And it's, your, it's actually your navigation system, and your body really is there to help you. And if you, a lot of times, have pain in your body, it's there trying to get your attention. So, but that's even on a very different topic. But your feelings are within your body, and you just have a sense of knowing whether something is good, bad, or indifferent. And so, and so, when we're learning to do this, um, and there's, there's so many things in here that I um, that resonate with me, and things concepts that I use, but I like the way that you explore them and explain them. But you know, um, for those people who have been abused and um, have been taught not to trust how they feel, that's one of the first things I have them do is usually it's the first, after the first session, I just have them try to recognize the feeling and see where it feels, where where they feel it in their body. Uh, and that helps us get in touch with what's going on inside of us because some of us, don't know how to do that. For some of us, it comes very natural. For others, they've blocked it, um, probably from pain in the past or things like that. So then you talk about emotions. What's the difference between feelings and emotions? Emotions are a response to, um, to something going on. Our emotions, uh, like sadness. When we have a great loss of some someone or something near us, those are emotions that come in response to something. And that's actually at those times are also messages. But when you continue to hold on to that loss for a year, two years, five years, that's an emotion that is not serving any purpose. There are many people that will just hold on to, I'm so sad, 
you know, I lost my partner, and they never move forward. That's an emotion, and that becomes detrimental to you. In the beginning, it's a feeling, and it's a it's a message when it's a, when you feel that loss. But when you continue to hold on to it, and it and it starts to impact your life, and it will impact your life negatively, whether you're holding on to sadness or fear or anger. And some people live their lives in fear. They're always fearful. That's an emotion. There isn't, there isn't that big black bear that's ready to attack you. They just have fear as they walk out their door. And that becomes an emotion that no longer is serving you. So, there's that, so you have to recognize emotions are good during the first part of an experience. But then if that emotion continues, that's when it becomes detrimental and no longer a message. You say when our emotions are high, our decision-making is likely to be restricted, restricted, making it difficult to hear a real message. That's so true. Uh, A lot of people go through life with fear, as you said, and worry and guilt and shame and anxiety. Um, So many people are walking around with these kinds of emotions. And it's hard to cut through to really what's going on inside of you when you're so bottled up with these kind of things, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. Those those emotions like guilt will keep you doing things that you that really aren't in harmony with you or even things you don't even want to do. You feel like, oh, I have to. You know, the guilt is the woulda, shoulda, coulda. Like, oh, I should have done this. Rather than recognizing what happened was perfect in in its essence, and now what can you learn from it better than yourself up on a regular basis? Well said. Well said. I agree. Okay, and then um, logic and rules. What's with that? There's so much, I mean... There's so many rules we have, but let's start with logic. What is logic? What do we do with logic? Logic is when we have a list of things that have to happen in order to get to a goal. You know, goals are fine, but we have logic saying, well, we have to do A, B, and C. Just like if I want to have a certain career, I we have this logic that says, well, you have to graduate from high school, you have to go to college, you have to study this in order to get there. And this is, and we're taught this, and we believe that we have to do A, B, C. But yeah, really, there's many, many different ways of getting to that specific career that you would like to to go through. It doesn't mean that you have to do the things that are prescribed, and usually logic has it in a specific order. Just like I said, you're going from high school, you go to college, then you may go to get your master's, doctorate, internship, whatever. But you can actually get there in many, many different ways. And so looking at logic is like, yeah, it's a roadmap, but it's somebody else's roadmap. It's not yours. 
and 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 they're good. I'm not saying that logic you throw out the window and that in fact you should a lot of times compare the logic with what you're feeling and make sure that they resonate that the two of them are in harmony. And if they're not uh and when you learn to trust your feelings, I would take my feelings over the logic and go that direction. <laughs> I I, I agree. I so agree with that. And um, this is uh, this is the dilemma that those who um, survivors that are coming out of these relationships uh, with people that you know, these kind of relationships that um, I work with, um, they're trying to apply logic sometimes to illogical situations. And <clears throat> when you've been manipulated, abused, coerced, um, and and brainwashed and mind control and all those things have been used against you, you go back in and you try to apply logic to it. And no matter what you do, you cannot because it doesn't make any sense. It's not logical. and it's and But we are logical people. So I completely agree with you. You know, logic is has its place, but it can it can trap us. What about rules? Oh, rules? Oh, we live in a society of rules that that everything has to be done a certain way. And I've just always lived by one rule, and that is to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But then I also have, I do have the second rule that all rules are made to be broken. Because rules don't use, they don't have common sense in them. What I had found when I worked in the business world is they would create a rule to correct one person. For example, if you had someone that would always call in sick on Monday. Well, rather than addressing that person that, you know, Mondays are so important and we do need you here physically, now let's create a rule that we aren't going to pay you if you are off on Mondays without a doctor's excuse. Well, that's really rigid, but that's how our rules are created, and they're created out, created without common sense applied. If you apply common sense to every rule, there's nothing wrong with the rule because then you're looking at it and you're using your feelings when you use your common sense to decipher whether it fits the situation or not. Right. And, yeah, you know, I guess rules are, are very important for society, because otherwise everybody would be all over the place. Um, but I agree with you. I've always been a rebel. <laughs> I've always been a rule breaker and a rule pusher because if it doesn't make complete sense to me, I'm not doing it. It's just the way I am. It has to completely make sense. Otherwise, I'm throwing that right out the window. I've just detested rules <laughs> ever since I can remember. <laughs> I know, they're so confining, you know. I, I just don't like it. Um, so, all right, let's talk about sixth senses. Um, we all have it, but when we think yeah. of it, we think of psychics. So right. do we all, I mean, how, is it different in all of us, or is it the same and we just have to learn how to tap into it? I believe it's different in all of us, that we all have different ways of, having the sixth sense, some people are more gifted in different areas. And that's why you do have your psychics 
They, are, they have a gift that is here to help other people and so that they're able to tap into that easier than someone else. And they can also tap in easier to you than yourself because a lot of times we have a lot of self-doubt, we have all this other stuff swirling around. But we all have it, and it's just a matter of developing it. I think a lot of times we have, we've been told not to use that. Just as you were talking about your children, what they could do before they went to school. They have the natural gift, and then once we get into society and our cultures and that, we're told a lot of times not to pay attention to that. Actually, don't pay attention to those messages that you're receiving. Come over here. Let's use our logic. Let's use our rules. We're going to apply it this way. What you have is, is been told is unimportant and something that you can't rely on, which is something that I don't agree with. You can uh, use your six senses, but sometimes we've squelched them so much that we have to learn how to reuse them and get back in touch with them. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And people come into our lives that can give us messages, sometimes through something they say or through the relationship that we learn. Um, what are some of the ways that people can help us to, um, people help deliver messages to us? Okay, people, yes, they come in in so many ways. Sometimes they may be talking to you and just in a conversation and you may hear something through that person. Or they come in to assist you in what you're dealing with. Um, just as you talk about working with your clients, there's been something that has directed those people to come to work with you. And usually it's maybe another person that says, you, and they may not even say you need to go. They'll just start sharing their own experience. And the person will go, ah, I think I need to go to her. So people come in in so many ways. I had someone come in to me as I sat at a, a discount tire trying to get a tire repaired. And for some reason, I didn't have a book with me. I always have books with me when I know I'm going to be waiting. But I had left them in the car, and a gentleman sat down next to me, and he was there to bring his work to me so that I can help others. And so, and it was at a store that I wouldn't have normally gone to. Everything was so out of the ordinary that meeting him was something that I know that he was there to help me in, in my path, in my work that I do. So people come in in just the amazing ways. And it may be that they just smiled at you. It can be as simple as that. And you were feeling kind of down. And all of a sudden, just that smile makes you, you know, it brightens your day. So you are given messages just even through that through people. They're, they're, to me, people are gifts also. And the ones, and even the ones that create you the most frustration, they are, they really do. <laughs> we learn a lot from them, don't we, Jen? <laughs> oh, we do. We do. Well, like I said earlier about the fun and the fun 
messages and the challenging messages, it's those challenging people that you learn the most from. The fun ones are are all so easy to talk about. It's, <laughs> it's true. <so> challenging. <laughs> you know, yeah, and as you're saying this, I'm thinking, gosh, when we're sequestered the way we are and we don't have as much interaction with people, it's very stifling, isn't it? Oh, it is, yeah. Yes, it's very stifling to be with with some other people, but yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay, so before you talked about um, how you get a lot of messages from animals, and um, and I've heard this, and I know it's big in the Native American cultures that um, animals are important messengers, and that sometimes they're our guides. They have totems, uh, things like that, to animals. So. You have an owl. What are some of the ways we may experience a message through an animal? Through an animal? They may just cross your path. They're usually, when you see an animal, and the way that they can deliver messages is when it is out of the ordinary. Like if you feed the birds and you you feed them and you regularly have the sparrows come in or the dogs, those are just part of life that comes in. But if one day you look out there and there's a red cardinal eating amongst all the others, that's usually a message because that is not in the normal light sequence that you normally experience. And so that red cardinal is there to bring a message. And you can look at you can look it up on the internet. There's books on how animals are messengers. Um, or, but most important is look and see to yourself. Does that cardinal have a message for me? Is what does it mean to me? What does the color red mean? Is that vibrant? Is it, yeah? Is it representing Christmas? What does it represent to you? Because the cardinals are usually we think of in our society as related to Christmas. So there's a lot of things that you can look at when you see these animals. They they just come, for me, like I said, I see them all the time, and and they'll be out of the ordinary, like the great horned owl. Um, as I was looking to hopefully bring wisdom through this interview, he showed up, and we've lived in our house for five years, and... I did see one, see the Great Horned Owl 10 days ago. So this is, in the five years, I've never seen one. And so that, that showing up is definitely a message for me. Hmm. That's so exciting. Yeah. <laughs> that is, when something like that happens. You know, and you hear, I often hear people say, you know, that all of a sudden this particular... Um, bird or butterfly or whatever would just kind of be around them after somebody that they loved passed and um, that they feel like they're getting a message from someone that they loved because that person loved, you know, loved that kind of animal or insect or whatever it was. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, I believe my mom comes as a yellow butterfly. And I worked on something for my sister. I would sit down every day writing for about three months. And I can tell you, every time I sat down to write, there would be a yellow butterfly that would be flying through my front window where I looked out. 
during that whole time that I wrote. And moving into like November, December, when they normally wouldn't be around, there, there she was. She flew by saying, yes, I'm supporting you. You're doing good work. That's the way I took it. Mm-hmm. So, oh, that's so yeah, nice. That's so wonderful. Yeah. I wonder why so many people see butterflies. Well, butterflies maybe they're, maybe yeah. they're easily influenced. Oh, <laughs> 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 no. The transformation, and that's what we're here for, is to transform our lives, right? and create and to grow. Because we do start out as caterpillars. And, you know, they're just who they are, so unique. And have you ever seen a butterfly um, start to fly? It is so incredible to watch. Mm. I saw that one day that, you know, its wings were opening up and it just kind of tried a little bit, a little bit. And it was within no time. It took off and it flew. And it was flying around the yard. It was, yeah, they're pretty fascinating. I love butterflies. It is fascinating. My sister actually, she's in this um, Facebook society where they save monarchs, monarch butterflies. And so she oh, yeah. gets the caterpillars and the milkweed and she raises these monarchs, you know, and watches the whole process, and she tells me about how amazing it is. But at the same time, how difficult it is because so many of them, um, you know, are lost during that process that we wouldn't even realize. Um, Okay, and the other kind of guidance I wanted to talk about is events that happen, and they can be good or bad. They can be positive events. They can be negative events. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, <clears throat> what ki- what types of, event- of events can be guidance? Okay. Also, everything that seems to happen, well, the negative events that come to mind are loss of a job, um, not getting what you think you, you want. That can be an event. Um, Events just come in so many different ways where you meet some, you know, all of these messages overlap. Um, An event can be a delay in going somewhere. You may be, you know, stuck in traffic and many people sit there and grouse about it. But maybe you would have been in an accident had you, you know, been going forward. And a lot of times your events, you don't even recognize, you won't even know the message because it didn't happen. You were delayed for a specific reason. You didn't know that you avoided an accident. But those are events that happen that make people frustrated, but they're really a message. And when you sit back and say, you know what, I don't know what this is all about, but I'm going to go with it. And it's amazing what happens for you. Yes. I agree. Actually, both of those examples <clears throat> are things that um, that I've actually, you know, seen and used myself. So, so I do that. When somebody's slow in front of me, I say to myself, "Okay, there, there's a reason they're slowing me down." Um, instead of getting all bent out of shape, which it feels much easier just to go with the flow. <laughs> uh, the thing about jobs, um, I've had, you know, people come to me, family members and friends and all kinds of things, all of a sudden they lose this 
job that they've been in for so long. They may not have really liked the job, but now they're kind of, and it's almost as if they're being pushed out of the nest. And what follows after that is the dream job. But you can't see that when you're in the middle of this loss. And you don't understand why, right? Yes, yeah, because when you lose a job, you know, you're in like all my fear and fear and worry, those two, and and then you're feeling sadness for the loss. You've got all this stuff going on, and if you kind of step back and go, wait a minute, I know there's something better for me. And it, yeah, when you're in the midst of it, you've got all these emotions going on and feelings and concerns that. Yes, that loss of a job is actually a message. And many times people just weren't the right fit for that position. And, and, they, they, may have, and they may have stayed and stayed even though they were uncomfortable. They may have just have not had the courage to leave. And then all of a sudden they're just like shoved out of the nest. That's kind of how it feels. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So um, the third part of your book is about putting it all together, having a vision, focusing, asking, action, trust. So let's um, let's go into that. How do we put it all together? Okay. So first off, you understand that you have a guidance that's there, guidance helping you. And so one of the best, easiest ways to even work with it and to build your relationship is, you know, have your vision of what you want in your life. You know, many of us, whether it's having children, raising children, doing a specific job, whatever it is, you want to create what it what it is. And you can once you identify what that is, you learn then you need to focus on it. Because if you don't put your attention to it, you it won't be created because your guidance won't know that you that's what you really want. So you want to focus on it, and a vision board is one way, creating index cards to, uh, as a reminder because what you're creating is creating change within the world that you live in. So you want to have a way of reminding yourself and your help that this is where you want to go. So you do want to continue, you want to have your focus, you want to have your vision, and one of the most important things that I find for myself is asking for the help. Many times I'm so focused and I'm going, I want to go this way, I even forget that, oh, wait a minute, I need some help <laughs> and to ask my guidance to be there. You also want to give thanks any time that you see that message. Because actually every time you see the help that comes in and you thank your guidance, it builds a relationship. And it's also that gratefulness that runs through you. So giving thanks to your guidance lets them know that you're pleased and also it makes you feel better. And I have a question I have a question about vision. So what if someone does not have a vision in their life? What if they just can't come up with the vision of what they want? How do they how do they come to that? How do they achieve that? Well, one of the first things that they can do is look at what don't they want. Because a lot of people are very focused on what what they don't want in life. And so you can write out what is it that I don't want in life. And so you write that down 
uh, you know, we could go to relationships and say, I don't um, want someone who doesn't listen to me. Okay? Well, that's what you don't want. So then you turn that around into the positive. I want Ah. someone to listen to me. And so you can start, because a lot of people are just all into the negatives of, yeah, I don't want to do that, and I don't want to do that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so once, but that's okay, because that's where they're at. And once you take from where they're at and you change your perception, is, okay, we know we don't want this, but we want that. That's how you can start to build your visions of what you do want in your life. Oh, that's excellent advice. Excellent. Okay. So then the second part of it is focusing on achieving our vision. And um, mm-hmm. some of the ways, you, you um, suggested some ways, there's vision boards and things like that. What are some other ways that we can keep our focus on that vision? Is, um, you know, writing it, talk about it. Talk about it to other people. Because once you speak it, it becomes more real. So as you speak it, you take action. It's like, okay, I want to, um, I want to go to college, for example. Well, you talk to people, and you'll start hearing different things about going to college. You'll start learning all about the different avenues and all the options that you have. And then you start taking action, researching. Researching is an action towards what you want to do. So you want to be just not saying, I want, because you can sit there and want all day, but it doesn't happen. So you want to focus on it. And speaking about it to others is probably one of the easiest ways because they will remind you. The next time they'll see you, they'll go, and how are you coming on that, whatever you were working on? (laughs) And you go, oh, yeah, that's right. I, I did want to create that. That's right. That's right. And then trust. Where does trust fit in? Trust is so, so important. Because if you don't trust that you have a relationship with your guidance, you're not going to follow your messages. And you build the trust by playing with it, experiment with it. Because this is something that we haven't been taught or has been suppressed, that we don't even know that it exists. That we want to, you just want to play, play with it. Um, as you're, I do it all the time, and I don't consider it play. But like as I'm approaching a stoplight, I I hate slamming on my brakes. That just bothers me. So as I'm approaching a light, I just ask for help, and it may turn red, but I'm not having to slam on my brakes, and I'm not asking for it to be green, you know, to go through. But it just and you'll find that you get the you actually do get the help. Ask for a parking space. You'll be amazed. I do that all the time. <laughs> and it shows up, doesn't it? <laughs> My husband tells me I have a parking ferry, you know, because he doesn't understand how I do it. You know, we'll be in the most crowded parking lot ever. And I'll say, All right, spirit, you know. I really need a parking space now. <laughs> and then somebody pulls out, or, or there it is sitting there and nobody pulled in. It's amazing. You're right. Yes, it is. And so, you know, it may seem like, well, I can't have, many people might think, 
I can't ask for a parking space. Yes, you can. And it gives that opportunity to play and to know that it's there. Um, And another way of building trust is look back on your life and look at some of the events that how your life has happened and what's taken you different ways. And you'll start to see that you've been helped and that you've gotten messages. So you look back on your past to see that, yes, you do have it, and then play with it. And once you trust it, it becomes easy. Yes, I, you know, and I do kind of play with that. I, I laugh every time and I say, oh, you're so funny. <laughs> I say, uh, I say, you have such a great sense of humor. Thank you. Thank you for that. But it is a reinforcement. Little things like that reinforce that you, that you do have guidance. You do. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, don't be afraid to, to try little things and ask for little things. And we really can't ask for too much, can we? No, we really can't. You know, that's kind of a fear that we have or a message that we've been told is, you know, you know, don't ask for too much, you know, or, or I had a friend, he wanted to win first place in um, a horsemanship show that he was doing. And people were telling, oh, don't get your hopes up. And and he says, well, no, I am, you know, we were talking. He says, no, I want first place. Well, actually, he ended up taking um, fifth place, but he was also awarded Rookie of the Year. It was his first show. It was with um, working with Mustangs and stuff. So, yes, you know, don't get your hopes up is a message that we need to get rid of. Yes, there's always we can do things. In fact, next year he did get first place. So yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So it took a year, but it came true. Amazing. It amazing. Came true, but it just, yeah, it was just so amazing. Um, so Joan, um so we're talking about your book, Your Personal Guidance System, Unlock the Door to the Universe and Experience the Magic. And do you have a website, Joan? Yes, I do. It's joanspencer.com. Okay, and that's there, an easy one. Yeah, it's real easy. It's J-O-A-N and then S-T-E-N-C-E-R dot com. And your book is available through Amazon and um, online all online oh, booksellers? Yes, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, you can order it through my website. So it is definitely available for you online. Okay, and to my listeners, there's so much more in this book. I mean, I touched on a lot, but we only had an hour. So um, there's so much more that, you know, that you would be able to get out of this book if if this is something that is of interest to you. Uh, I just want you to know that, that we didn't go over everything, but there's much more detail. Um, Jen, is there a message you want to leave us with or anything that we haven't covered that you think is important? Um, I just want to let people know that you do have help. You do have a system throughout your life to help you achieve your dreams. And once you connect with your guidance system and you build that relationship, you can gain the confidence, peace of mind. It just brings a sense of calmness to you when you know you have that help. Just as we talked many times here today about those challenging situations, when you know that this is help for you, you start to relax. You start to be able to accept 
what it's like is, is viewing you at that moment. So just know most important is that you do have the help. And it's always there, always has been and will be. That is the perfect message to leave us with. Uh, I agree. I agree. Uh, when we know that we're not alone, um, when we know that that we do have help, you know, um, and that we can ask for it and we can call on it at any time, and sometimes it just comes to us, um, that is so comforting in life, in a life that's so challenging, you know. It just helps us to relax in, in many ways. So, um Great message. Thank you. So this has been a lot of fun um, and really informative. So I thank you. Your book is amazing, and I highly recommend it to my listeners. Um, I have enjoyed this conversation immensely, Joan. Thank you for being my guest. Oh, thank you, Randy, so much. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I do hope that people got much benefit from it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, have a great, great day. So we are out of oh thank you. So we are out of time today, but if you have any comments or questions about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlife at randyfine.com. May joy and serenity always be yours. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.